What's up, guys? Woo! Thank you. Am I on? Can you hear me? There we go. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Got some friends in the house? Uh, like Isaac said, I have had the privilege of being on staff at First Orlando here about the last four years on the young adult team for the last two years. Most of you guys know me for my role here on Tuesday nights, helping make the table happen. Uh, part of being on staff at First Orlando is getting to help with other First Orlando things. One of those things that we got to help with last year, did anybody go to Christmas festival last year? Okay, we have a couple. Okay, cool. One of the things our church got to do was we threw a Christmas festival for the community. We had thousands of people and families come through, get to celebrate Christmas for free, and just we got to love on their kids. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. One of the things we did was a giant paint by number wall. Did anybody paint a square on the number wall? Okay, I'm seeing some nods. Okay, we have some friends. Um, one of the things was this giant paint by number wall, and uh, it was inspired by the number wall at Epcot. Have you all seen that? Uh, I should specify it's Disney does it and I haven't seen anybody else do it. So when they were talking about who should do this paint wall, how are we going to make this happen? Da, 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 da. I, um, if y'all don't know Elise Meyer, she's on TikTok. She calls it the, how hard could it be gene? I was born with the, how hard could it be gene? Cause I was like, how hard could it be? Disney does it. I can do it. Fine. <laughs> so it was hard y'all. I found out, uh, pretty quickly that to make a, like 12 foot long mural, you need to make, well, the way I figured out to do it is to make an Excel spreadsheet with 10,000 individual squares, conditionally formatted with custom colors, with custom numbers that match to custom paint colors that we had to mix and put into 10,000 cups. It was a lot of work, okay? <laughs> um, and it was already, it was happening. We were preparing for, the, for Christmas, for the fall. Fall in general for me is a busy season. We have events, we had barn bash. Every weekend just seemed like there was more and more things and I was just adding it to my plate and adding it to my plate and adding it to my plate. And on top of that, had this spreadsheet in the back of my mind. So I would go to work and then do the spreadsheet. I would be at home and I'd do the spreadsheet. And I was just working on this and working on this and work on, working on this. This all culminated on November 8th, 2022. It was a Tuesday, which meant we had the table. It also happened to be a Tuesday where I was the only person on the young adult staff team that could be at the table, which is fine. I've done that before. I was like, it's not a big deal. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, the problem was it was also the day that that spreadsheet was due. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. But I was like, I can do it. I don't need to ask for help. People offered. I was like, I got this. Don't you worry. You haven't met me. And <laughs> so November 8th, it's a Tuesday. I am in the office. I am finishing this thing. It's going to happen. It's going to happen before the table. It's going to be great. And I'm working and I'm working and I'm working. And I keep going. I skip lunch. I completely forget about it. I'm just going at it. It hits four o'clock. Four o'clock is typically when I come downstairs to start getting ready. I don't come downstairs to start getting ready. <laughs> I keep working on it. I keep working on it. It hits five o'clock and it's finished. And it's the most beautiful thing ever. It's done. It's ready to be sent. I was like, I'll send it after the table. I need to go downstairs, whatever. So I'm collecting my things. I get my backpack. I got my lunchbox. I have a cup of water. And then I go to pick up my laptop. And when I pick up, yeah, when I pick up my laptop, the whole cup of water spills all over the keyboard and it instantly goes black. And normal people would be like, well, Dana, obviously you backed up this thing that you've been working on for months besides the computer. I didn't. And <laughs> it was tragic. It was very sad. It instantly goes black. Uh, two things happen in this moment. I text IT, please help, my computer doesn't work. A second thing that happened is I cried. Yeah, just straight up. Now, I don't know if this communicated on the outside. Have y'all been to Disney around like 
three o'clock in August when the kids are just tired and they're out and they're wailing. I'm seeing some of my jungle crew skippers nod. It's just, yeah. And they're just dramatic and they're acting like the world is ending and nobody understands them. That was the kind of crying I was doing. I was just, what is, just sad. I was like, what is happening? And to be honest, I wasn't crying because my life depended on this spreadsheet. I was crying because I was burnt out. And it took me to get to that moment to realize that I was burnt out. I was um, overwhelmed, I was exhausted, I was hungry, and I was tired. And maybe you haven't uh, been the kid at Disney crying or having the meltdown, maybe you haven't spilled a cup of water on your laptop, um, but I'm willing to bet that all of us have felt that way at some capacity in some part of our lives. We feel burned out in our jobs. Like if I have to go in one more day and just deal with the stuff we have to deal with. And you're like, nobody here understands. My job is worse than everyone's job. We all think that. Yeah, I'm seeing nods, you know. We feel burnt out with our coworkers. Like I can't handle the drama anymore. I'm not gonna make it. We feel burnt out with our living situations. I just wanna live not with my parents. Or if I could just move out with that roommate, or if I didn't have to leave one more passive aggressive post-it note to my roommate to do their dishes, my life would be different. We feel burnt out, we feel exhausted, we feel anxious and we feel tired. And I can say this, I know that y'all feel tired because I dare you, go around, ask five people after the service tonight, or maybe don't sit, do it tonight, do it next week. How are you doing? You go around, you ask people how they're doing. What are they gonna say? They're gonna say, I am, they're gonna say, oh, I'm good, but I'm, we're tired, y'all. We're exhausted. Um, maybe like you're, you're like me where you're not just tired, but you've been tired for a really long time. Um, Freudenberg defines burnout like this. He says, the fatigue that comes from carrying too much for too long. And a lot of us have been carrying too much for too long and we're tired and we're burnt out. So I want us to answer this question. What do I do when I feel like I'm heading for burnout? Fortunately, we're not the first people to ask this question. I think Jesus speaks to this. I think we can uh, turn to scripture. We're gonna turn to the book of Mark in chapter six, verses 30 through 34. I wanna give us some context. Uh, Jesus has just sent out the disciples. He's given them assignments. He says, go um, two by two, go uh, share the gospel, heal people and cast out demons. He gives them work to do, he sends them. And then this is the passage that immediately follows that. He says this. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He says, and he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw, that, saw them going and recognized them and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. I want us to notice a few things as we look at this text. Uh, number one, we see this rhythm of work and rest in this passage. The, what happens first is that um, the disciples are sent out to work and then he brings them back and says, you need to rest. You need to go to a desolate place and a quiet place. And then immediately after this passage, we see one of the biggest works in the New Testament that gets talked about a lot. The, the disciples help feed 5,000 people. So we see this work and we see this rest and we see this work. We see this rhythm again in scripture in Genesis when God creates the world and then he rests. He creates the day and then he creates night. And we see this rhythm. We see it 
uh, throughout Jesus's ministry in the New Testament, he performs miracles on people. And then he goes away to be with the Father. And we see this consistently. He goes away to be with the Father and then he heals people and does this over and over and over again. And it's a pendulum between work and a pendulum between rest. In order for us to understand this healthy rhythm of of work and rest, I think we need to understand what work is and understand what rest is. Our second notice, we are created to work. Um, the apostle, this word apostle uh, is different than disciple. Apostle has, is more about the function of what they're doing. It's the assignment that they've been given and it's the, the mission that they're on. It's the job that Jesus has given them. They're returning from their job and Jesus has given this, them this. And then they're like, Jesus, this is what we did, boss man. Look at us go, we healed people and we cast out demons. And so we're seeing that they're working and that they're so busy they don't even have time to eat. I think for us, our jobs might not include casting out demons or healing people. Well, you might be a doctor. If we have doctors, maybe that's kind of your job. I, got, I see Brian back there. <laughs> um, if your job isn't healing people, for a lot of us, uh, work we can define as ex- effort exerted to achieve a goal. So the areas that we exert effort are our jobs, our school, chores, laundry, meal prep, grocery shopping, that's all things that take effort. Uh, Being an adult takes effort. Serving, volunteering, if you're part of the team that helps make the table happen every week, that's work. Work is good and it's part of God's design for us and for our lives, but it's also not the only thing that matters to us. Um, Our third notice, Jesus prescribes rest. The text says, he says, come away by yourselves to a desolate place um, and rest a while. Uh, He's invitational. He's inviting the disciples to rest with him. He says, be away and be by yourself. And he describes the place as a quiet place. Uh, Jesus is less focused in this passage on the location. He's not like, that's the nicest spa in town. You gotta go there. He's actually just describing the quality of the place. He says, it's quiet. It's away from people. And you need to come away with me. Rest, I think a helpful definition of rest is pausing from work to be replenished by Jesus. Now I think, I'm gonna say it again, pausing from work to be replenished by Jesus. I think a lot of us think of rest and we see that definition and we say, great, I pause from work. I don't work 24 hours, so I'm resting. That's a lie. I think a lot of us think if in the absence of work is rest and it's not true. Um, rest, true rest is being not only not working, but be resting in the presence of Jesus. It's being still and quiet and undistracted. Practically, what that looks like for us, uh, we can also get away. Our distractions might not be crowds of people following us. Our distractions typically come, for me at least, in the form of a phone and a pocket, um, friends in theme parks that are around us. There's all these things around us and so much fun to do, but sometimes it's overwhelming and it's hard to get away from the quiet. Um, if we see this rhythm of work and rest and we're working and we're resting and we're working and we're resting and we see this in scripture, why are we still burned out? Why are we so tired? My suspicion is that a lot of us feel like we have to work for our rest. Um, we think, oh, if I work hard enough, then I'm gonna be, then I earn a vacation. Or if I finish all my tasks today, then I'll let myself rest today. We have these ongoing rules for ourselves. We have to work, 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 work. And then when we finally work enough, we're gonna be rewarded with rest. And we have to feel like we have to work for our rest constantly. Some of us think my life goal, I'm gonna work till I'm 40. Then I'm gonna be rich and I'm gonna retire for the rest of my life. That's 40 years of your life that you're just like not resting. That's crazy. You all know that? That's insane. 
It's exhausting. So I think a better model is this, and it's our axiom for tonight. It's we work from our rest, not for our rest. We work from our rest, not for our rest. Jesus models this when he prescribes rest to the disciples. He prescribes rest before he sends them to go feed the 5,000. He wants them to serve from a place of overflowing rest and peace and not out of hurriedness and anxiety and this feeling that I have to get this done. We've seen what happens when we don't work from our rest and only prioritize work. Um, We feel like if we're on the pendulum, we feel like we're putting all this effort towards work and we're like, work, 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 work. The pendulum naturally wants to swing between work and rest and work and rest and we're pushing on work. We're answering emails off the clock. We're staying late. We're adding extra things to our plate. I can do that, I can do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna earn a promotion. I can do that and we just keep adding things and adding things and adding things. And some of us do it and say, to the glory of God and say, I've gotta work harder. I've gotta be better. I have to glorify Christ by just working myself to death. And that's not what God asks us to do and that's not what Jesus models. Do you know what happens when you keep trying to force rest or force work without rest? Uh, The pendulum eventually is gonna swing all the way around. You hit burnout and then you get forced rest. I told y'all what happened when I got water on my laptop, right? I cried, I texted IT. The third thing that happened is I texted Isaac, who's my boss, and I said, I need a vacation, period. (laughs) I was like, it's coming. And so he said, I totally agree, you need a vacation. Let's do it. So I immediately, uh, if y'all don't know this about me, I love MSC Cruises. I know I have a new friend that also loves MSC Cruises, which I'm super excited about. I immediately booked an MSC cruise that was leaving out of Port Canaveral on that Sunday. I was like, I'm gonna have the best time. I'm gonna be alone. I'm gonna be in the Bahamas, undistracted, no Wi-Fi, no phone, nothing. It's gonna be amazing. And that was not my experience. What actually happened was that because I was going and going and going for so long, all of that stress physically uh, manifested itself on the day that I checked in for my cruise. Yep. And I had, it was some kind of weird combination of like long COVID and the flu, but I spent the four worst nights of my life on that cruise ship. Like couldn't sleep, couldn't breathe. All the medicine was in Italian. And I just couldn't, it was, it was just sad. It was just like, you couldn't write a, a Hallmark movie that sad. And I, it just hit me in that moment. I had been caring too much for too long. And by the time I realized it, I was just, I was forced into rest and I couldn't even fully rest because my body was just recovering from the stress of working. Maybe you're like, I'm not that bad. I know I need rest, but like I have a hack, Dana. I can do both. I can do work while I rest and I can rest while I work. I know this is some of us. You, see, I'm hearing some laughs. You think, oh, if, I, if I'm not rested, I'll just like put on Netflix while I'm working. That's rest, right? Guess what, we get distracted. We don't get as, more, as productive. Or maybe you're like, you're cheating the rest system and you think, oh, well, I didn't have time for a quiet time, but I have to drive 30 minutes to work anyways. So you're driving on I-4 and you're cussing people out and you're getting cut off and you're like, but I'm listening to the Bible, so it must be rest, right? <laughs> It's not quiet time, y'all. It's not rest. It's, it's exhausting. When we try to do both at the same time, we're neither productive nor rested. And we're cheating ourselves if we think that's true. Um, do y'all know what this is? It's a phone. I finally got an iPhone. My friends bullied me until I stopped getting an Android. This is, a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can go for that. Yeah. This is a phone, whether it's an iPhone or an Android, I think a lot of us have one. Um, there's one thing a phone needs to function, and that's a charger, right? Um, 
But there's two different types of people. There's people that have, that go to bed every night and they plug their phone in and they wake up in the morning and it's fully charged. Not only do they plug their phone in, but like you guys have the like, Griffin's smiling, I feel like this is him. Yeah, he's nodding. The like 10 foot charger that's like lightning cable that charges in 20 seconds. And you're also the person that not only do you have a charger by your bed, you have one in your living room, you've got one in your car, you've got one at your job. You're just always ready to plug stuff in and be charged. Maybe you've got a battery pack. Does anybody have a battery pack? Okay, we, oh, okay, we are charged up people. I love this. Okay, um, I'm happy for you guys. That's the one type of person. The other type of person, which I might put myself in that category, is the person that has a charger that looks like this. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm seeing some hands. I love that we're not ashamed. Um, and not only do you have a charger like that, but that's your only charger, right? And you, care, you like need that thing. And maybe you're even like me, where sometimes you go to bed and you're like, eh, my phone's on 20%. That's enough for my alarm to go off in the morning. I'll be fine. Okay, other people do this too? Okay, David, yes, thank you, David. Um, and so we walk around with this partially charged phone. We're on 8%, it gets onto 2%. And we're always asking people like, you got a charger? You got a charger? I need a charge. I need to get home. I don't know how to get around Orlando. It's exhausting, right? And they're always looking for a fix. Sophie's laughing because she has one charger and it lives in her car. It's exhausting, right? But the reality is I think a lot of us live our, li- live, live our lives like that. When we think about rest, we think, oh, if I only just get a little bit more, if I just top it up a little bit, I'll make it. I had a bad day at work, I'm gonna treat myself and get some Uber Eats Chinese food. That's rest, right? Yeah? Or we think, uh, my roommate is being annoying, I can't handle this anymore, I'm gonna uh, buy something off of Amazon. Maybe you're like, I am so tired of internet dating on these apps and I'm burnt out and I have to have one more surface level conversation, I'm gonna lose it. And you're just like, I'm tired of dating and relationships and when am I gonna be married and find my person? And you think, oh, well, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I'm gonna get a new mani-pedi. Yeah, exactly. You look good, feel good, people. But it's not rest. It's not rest and it's not what Jesus is inviting us into. Jesus says this in Matthew 11. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. He says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That's what Jesus is prescribing. That's what he wants for us. That's what he invites us into is this deep soul rest. Um, And you might be like, that's great, Dana. Uh, Being with Jesus, cool. He replenishes my soul, but like, I'm not gonna go meet Jesus in a field in a toga and just like hang out, right? That's not possible. Um, So I wanna give us some practical next steps. What what does it look like practically to rest with Jesus? Um, So you guys are gonna have a little bit of homework. Our Our first application is I want us to schedule one hour of rest every week. Okay, so for some of us, and by rest, I mean like undistracted time. It needs to be quiet, it needs to be away from distraction with not phones on like do not disturb, like phone off. Um, And for some of us, that is like horrifying. Spending an hour disconnected from everything around us is really scary. For some of us, maybe you're a pro at rest and you're like, I do that every week. Great, keep doing it. Um, But I want us to start budgeting time to rest. Okay, rest is a journey and it's gonna take time, but the first baby step I want us to take is just to start scheduling it in our schedules. Um, Our second application point is that I want you to protect that time at all costs. It's gonna be the first thing to come off of your schedule. When you see it, you're like, I don't need to do that. 
okay? It's really easy to skip and you're like, that doesn't matter and it's inconvenient and we're, if we're waiting for rest to be convenient, we're never gonna rest, okay? We need to fight for rest. We need to make it a priority. And rest is a journey. It's, if I told everyone right now, you need to have the same day off every single week and you need to fight that, you need to call it from work and that might not be catchable for all of us, but I want us to collectively make baby steps, steps towards getting there, okay? Um, I'll close with this. A few months ago, I was going through another busy season. Uh, I wrote that down, but I was like, spoiler alert, I feel like every season's a busy season, and I just like, oh yeah, I'm busy, it's great. Um, <laughs> I was moving, we had just gotten back from our Central Asia trip, I'm in school right now, I was at Bridesmaids in a Wedding, just a lot going on, and a lot going on, and I felt myself getting that hurriedness and anxiousness again, and I was like, I don't like this, but I gotta keep going, I gotta keep going. I just resort back to my default settings and I'm like, I gotta, gotta keep working. And um, I had a friend text me and say, uh, hey, do you wanna go to the beach? And I was like, oh, I can't go to the beach. Is she crazy? I was like, first of all, I'm offended you think I have that much free time. Don't you know that I'm like, I'm working and I'm working and I'm working and I gotta like prove that I'm the best at everything? So I was like, why would you even ask me that? So instead of saying no, I ignored it. I was like, maybe it'll go away if I'm being honest. And then she FaceTimed me and I was like, okay. And somehow she convinced me and I was like, okay. I'll go to the beach with you. And I was like, I, the beach, y'all, it's not like you just go to the beach, right? If you go with certain people, it's like you gotta get the cooler and you gotta like get all the bathing suits and the towels and someone always forgets sunscreen so you gotta stop. You need gas. You gotta pay tolls. It takes forever to get there. Then you're like splitting gas money because gas is expensive. And just all this effort. I was like, I don't wanna do this, but I'll just do it. It's fine. I'll take out time. I have so much to do. It's so inconvenient, but whatever, I'll do it. And so we get there and... It doesn't take long for me to realize that I had been going and going and going and kind of like this message where it was the first time I, when I sat down, I went <sighs> and I realized it had been a while since I had just stopped and taken a breath. And it took me looking at the ocean and being like, oh, this feeling's kind of nice. And I felt rested in that hour of just like being away from distraction, away from Orlando, away from work. And I felt like I could breathe. And when I got back to Orlando, I had the same amount of work to do. Uh, nothing had changed about the amount of work to do, but the stress and anxiety I had about the work had gone away because I had perspective on my work. And I knew that um, I was replenished and refreshed and I was working from my rest and not out of the anxiety and the hurriedness. And that's what Jesus invites us to do. Uh, what would it look like if every week we were refreshed and replenished and not like this? and then feel hurried and like we have to hustle and like we have to constantly be going and earning all this stuff. And what would it look like if we just went and took a deep breath and invited Jesus into our lives and just sat in his presence, undistracted. That's what I want you, for you. That's what our staff team wants for you. That's what we want for the children of Orlando is just feel space to take a breath and rest in Jesus and move forward in peace and stillness and just the comfort of Jesus and what he's done for us. I'm gonna pray for us, and then we're gonna have Thomas Isaac come up. <sighs> Jesus, thank you for um, the people in this room. Thank you, Lord, for how they love you. Thank you for their open hearts. I pray, Jesus, that you would just teach us what it means to have an integrated rhythm of work and rest in our lives. Um, help us to fight the distraction 
and just fight for rest in our lives and learn what it means to be still and be okay with being still and find comfort in your peace, uh, find comfort in the, uh, your salvation and that we don't have to work to earn our rest, Lord. In your name I pray, amen.